0: Dan, Dan Board Game Man, with this week's Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. Each episode, I'm going to give you a topic for the list and give you my picks for the top 5 games of that list. As we start 2021, uh, it's time for the best of 2020 and also the anticipated for 2021. I'll run down my top 5 with a few honorable mentions like I did last year, and I'll give you what the top 10 rated games on BGG were that were also released in 2020. Now, as we know, 2020 was extremely challenging especially, you know, for the world with COVID and especially for gaming. And we had no conventions. I'd say for the most part, pretty much no gaming groups. Uh, I did have uh, one or two buddies, uh, pretty much just one buddy that I, I saw pretty regularly because pretty much both of us stayed fairly quarantined for the most part and working at home and everything. So we did have a little gaming group. So getting games played was a real challenge, you know, pretty much for everybody with no conventions and such. So while I think I played a good amount of games, it's hard to play as many as I normally would in a given year. So I apologize if this list seems a little bit smaller or There's so many games that come out in the last couple of years, even with COVID this year, uh, so many games that came out. So everybody's list may be a little different. I'd love to hear what everybody's list were. So go ahead and make sure you reply to this on Majorspoilers.com or, hell, give me a a tweet there, uh, you know, tell me what your top five was as well. So I did leave off this year a uh, couple of honorable mentions, or I guess not necessarily honorable mentions, just a couple of uh, asterisks here. I left off Maracaibo, which would be really high on my list. Now, Maracaibo uh, is a great game uh, by Fister. It came out really, really late in 2019, so I kind of put it on my normal list uh, for the Geek All-Stars, but I left it off this list because uh, I tried to stay with just straight year, but it really didn't come over to the U.S. till 2020. So definitely check out Maracaibo if you haven't already. And of course, I wanted to leave off Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, now, obviously, Gloomhaven and Frosthaven, I mean, these are games that are in a different stratosphere in my mind than the rest of the world. So since I love Gloomhaven so much, it's my number one game of all time. Uh, I left Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion off, but it would be my number one game uh, because I played it with my family. It's such an entry level to the Gloomhaven universe, but it almost seemed like a cheat for me and an obvious number one. So I left it off, but I just wanted to mention it anyway. So obviously, check out Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. Number five is a game called Imperial Spells and Steam. Now, this is one I backed on Kickstarter a while ago, and it has some of the best production value that you'll ever see. There's there's kind of a uh, you know an uptick, a, a really overproduced version, is a regular version. There's some expansions, and it's just just a really cool game. It looks a little more intimidating than it is. It's a game by Trey Chambers and published by Level Ninety Nine Games. And this is basically kind of almost a steampunky or fantasy train game. Now, it looks a little bit heavy, but it's not. It's really kind of a medium, a light to medium weight train game where you're kind of picking up routes and, and putting routes out on what looks like kind of a fantasy type board. Very busy, but it looks amazing. The trains are all really well done. Everybody, every color has a different train, but the way it works, you're kind of running this little engine. You're setting up what you're you're doing on your little tableau, and each time you move your little figure, you'll have a bunch of different actions that you'll be able to do on your turn. So as you're making your big board, uh, I think it's four or five different columns that you can just keep adding different action spaces to, and then as you're picking up uh, different conductors and others, so you have uh, once per round abilities, you have once per game abilities, and then always available abilities that you'll be able to pick up through the game. So good. There's so many different player powers. I can't express this one enough. It's probably one that may have gone under a lot of people's radars, but it's really good. That's called Imperial Spells and Steam. Number four is a game called Stellar. This is by Renegade Game Studios. It's designed by Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle. This is one of their kind of uh, overly mathy card games, they like to call it, but it's really kind of a lighter to medium weight card game. This is a two-player card game, and it's basically about kind of looking through a telescope and, and mapping out the sky. You have a lot of different things that exist out there in the universe, and you're kind of putting together, kind of a set collection, tableau building game to get those points. But it's got some drafting, got some set collection, and it does have some really beautiful kind of art. And the way it looks on a table is absolutely masterful. I definitely say you pick this one up. It's only about $20. You should be able to find it. It only plays about 30 minutes, and it is a two-player only game. I know a lot of people really dig that kind of two-player feel for games. That is Stellar by Renegade Game Studios and Matt, uh, Matt Riddle and Ben Pitchback. Number three, Mariposas. This is by Elizabeth Hargrave and AEG or Alderic Entertainment Group. This was a game that's kind of like her follow-up to Wingspan and it is a fantastic family game. Plays in a little less than an hour for two to five players and it's kind of good at almost any player count. There's no real... I would say there's no real uh, take that to it. So It does have a good family weight. I played this with uh, all my family, just me and the kids and me and my wife and the kids and, and everybody just absolutely loves it. We've played it a whole bunch of times. Really solid game, Mariposas. Probably find it for about $40. I'm not sure... If it's gotten into big box stores yet, it really should get into like Target and the others. But you can find it in almost every FLGS out there. Uh, such a great game about uh, monarch butterflies kind of migrating into the U.S. and then back down to Mexico throughout the the course of the game. It's just such a such a fun little game with great art. That was Mariposas, number two, Dune Imperium. Now this has got the Dune license, and I think it's kind of more based, because of the art, more based than the the new movie, but it does have a lot that goes into the uh, old licenses of the books and such. But Dune Imperium is by Paul Denon and Direwolf and Legendary uh, Entertainment. So Direwolf Digital put this game out. This is a one to two hour game, plays one to four players. Uh, one player is actually solo is really good. Two players, you kind of play with a dummy player, which is just fine. It actually works. I'm not really a fan of dummy players, but it actually works out really well in this game. But again, one to two hours. This is a medium weight game. It's got some uh, worker placement and my favorite mechanic deck building. So uh, you don't really need to know anything about the Dune universe to play this because you're just basically putting your dudes out on the map. You're getting different resources and also kind of cards. And then you do a reveal phase. You have to use cards to put your dudes out on the map. So you have to, it's multi-use cards where you have to look at the different symbols on those cards to see where on the map you go because there's different regions and also you can place in the different factions where you're kind of trying to get your faction or allies with the different factions so you can get those victory points uh there's also a little bit of conflict at the end it's called a quote-unquote conflict phase but it's not real it's not what you would expect conflict there's no real fighting or anything you're just trying to get your number on a track up higher than other people and that's considered quote-unquote conflict but Man, this game is great. You put your dudes out there. You get your stuff, or you get more cards. You get in uh, entry cards. or you get to do a little bit of that. that. Like it's not really backstabby. Still, it's not. It's not overly backstabby or have that really bad feel. There's nothing in this game where it just feels bad. Sometimes when somebody's backstabbing you, you can have a real bad feel with board games and such. But, but man, the way the uh, then at the end of your turn, you're also doing the kind of what they call the uh, reveal phase. So all the cards you didn't use in your uh in, in your kind of worker placement phase, you just reveal them for different things, whether it be uh, money to buy more cards to put into your deck or some of the uh, conflict or any other abilities to get resources and such. But those are the two phases. And as the place for about six or seven rounds till somebody gets 10 victory points and then that kind of triggers the end game. But I can't stress enough, Really good. This game is so much fun and very, very, uh, again, like I said, very accessible to everybody. I played this one with my family. It takes kind of a round or two, but it was a little bit easier than some other games for them to pick up because it's pretty easy. It's just stuff on cards, going places, getting stuff, and then using your other cards to get more stuff and just trying to get victory points. Such a great game. Dune Imperium. uh, At the higher player count, obviously four, you play a little bit longer just because there's more things to do and you start thinking about things a little bit more. So you're really looking at probably about... I mean, a little less than 20 to 30 minutes per player is what you're looking at there in Dune Imperium. That is number two. And number one, my number one game of the year is Lost Ruins of Arnak. I've talked about this probably a bunch uh, just by CGE or Chex Games Edition and by the designers called Elwin and Min. Uh, This is a 30 minute, I'd say probably a little less than an hour to two hours, depending on how many players. Again, also a great solo version of this game. It's a medium weight Euro with, uh, once again, just like Dune Imperium, you've got kind of worker placement. And uh, deck building. So now you can use your cards to, you play your cards to get different abilities, especially if you get artifacts or item cards. And then you're also putting your guys out. Now, unlike Dune Imperium, you don't have to put your guys out first. A lot of times you do anyway, but you put your guys, you have two of your workers uh, that you put out there, kind of your explorers or your uh, archaeologists that go out there to do different things. And then you're playing cards and just different uh, abilities that you can do and other actions on the board that you can do. Trying to get up the research track, trying to add more cards, discover different dig sites, just just really cool family game that uh, has a little bit of that extra weight that people really don't realize that it does have that extra weight as you're playing it because it is so accessible. But the art is fantastic. The uh, weight of the game is right where you want it to be, and this is just right up there uh, with what probably might have a space in my top 10 of all time because it is that much fun. This is Lost Ruins of Arnak you can get it. Uh it might be starting to come over now you probably can get it for about $50 in a lot of your FLGS or on um or on uh, Amazon as well. So just kind of take a look at that. But those are my top 5 games of the year. I'll let you I'll read them again in just a minute but I want to give my uh, honorable mentions real quick. Uh, Meeple Land, very accessible, fun family game. The Crew, this is the uh, this is the, the set. next set collection. It is a trick-taking kind of co-op trick-taking game that a lot of people love. I haven't really gotten to play it, but The Crew is uh, been said to be a lot a lot of fun. Aquatica, another really good kind of work replacement, uh, multi-use cards games. Um, Nova Luna, which uh, is out by Stronghold Games. I really love this. My family loved it as well. It's kind of a thinky abstract, but doesn't not overly thinky where you don't want to play it, but not too easy either. Under Falling Skies, which I, uh, covered a little while ago. I'm not sure if I covered it on here, but Under Falling Skies, one of the best solo games that I played of the, or the best solo game, solo only game I played this year, but a uh, really fun game made the list. Godspeed, a, uh, really solid game. Uh, it's, this is a first design by, uh, Clayton Hargrove and um, Adam Hill and just a great this is a little heavier and I do like the heavier games but it's a uh, it's kind of a medium weight euro with some great card uh, you know action selection uh, some bidding got a little bit of everything in there uh the auctioning the uh, worker placement everything but like I said uh, Clayton Hargrave and Adam Hill do a great, great job. That's put out by Pandasaurus. And finally, Pan Am, which is put out by Funko and Prospero Hall. This is one of their heavier things, but it's not too heavy. You know, normally Prospero Hall, we see, we hear things like Horrified, which was on last year's list, which is a very family, easier entry. This one's a little heavier than that. So it's not quite as, I wouldn't say it's not all that accessible because it is still accessible, but it is still just got to remember it is a little bit heavier if you do see that in your FLGSs. By the BGG rankings, I will just knock these out real quick as far as the top 10. I didn't want to talk about last year. I also did this where I just take, I just search things by 2020, and then I just see what the, the top games on BGG were because they put the rankings there. So from 10 to 1, Pandemic Legacy Season 0, Forgotten Waters, Dune Imperium, Tech New Obelisk of the Sun. I haven't played that one yet, as a heavier Euro, which I do love that type of thing. Lost Ruins of Arnak, Calico, which is very cute, family friendly, very, very lighter game. Viscounts of the West Kingdom, which is in that uh, Western Kingdom, like Paladins of the West Kingdom, kind of that whole trilogy, and uh, Eclipse, Second Dawn for the Galaxy, which is a new re-implementation of Eclipse, where they kind of added a few things and kind of updated things, updated some rules on Mars, a lot heavier of a game there on Mars, uh, but it is a solid game. And of course, Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion comes in as the top one. It is number 10, so great to see Jaws of the Lion hit the top 10. It is that good. Uh, And like I said, it probably would have been number one on my list, had I not kind of taken it since it was kind of an obvious number one let me run down my five real quick imperial spells and steam number four stellar mariposas dune imperium and lost ruins of arnak some really really solid games there for 2020 hope everyone gets to check those out let me know on discord or on twitter how you feel about those games and what yours are hey thanks for joining me This week on Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. If you have any questions or tell me what you had as your Top 5 of 2020, just feel free to comment on this episode of Majorspoilers.com or go to the site for tons of other great podcasts by Stephen and the rest of the Major Spoilers crew. I'm Dan Dan, the Board Game Man, and you can find me at GeekJockBlog on Twitter or on the Geek All-Stars podcast. And of course, the Munchkin Land podcast here on Major Spoilers, where I give a twice a month, 10 to 15 minute board game news show or a contributor to TMSPM, where I do a board game segment with Scott and Brian. I'll be back soon with more board game top five goodness. And as I mentioned next episode, I'm going to tell you what my top five anticipated games are for 2021. But until then, hey, grab a new board game and have some fun with family and friends. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.